Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Leslie And uh, my name is George Mini. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, software dream cars as well as traffic. How much car tech is too much? And how much is it really worth to you? And then traffic. Why is it getting so bad? It's getting horrendous. Let's not blame it all on load shedding. And then, uh, and then the third topic, why are cars looking so boring lately? If at all. I mean, we'll, we'll debate that. Uh, I have some thoughts. Um, I have some thoughts on that. But coming into the first topic, I think something that I read that was quite interesting to me, George, is um, there was some research that was done. And it turns out about 40% of the car that you're buying ultimately is the cost that comes from the semiconductor electronics within the vehicle. Um, so for instance, in the US, the average cost of car is about 681,000, but the 40% was almost 200,000 Rand that the, the person's paying additional for these extra things. Um, so I don't well, know. I don't think they're extra things. They, they're not extra things. No, they, 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 they're part of what a car is today. I mean, yeah. headlights are controlled by a, a, a silicon chip. Um, yeah. uh, your indicators are controlled by a silicon chip. Um, you know, in the old days, indicators were a, um, uh, a relay. Okay. There was a relay switch yeah. that operated the indicators. Yeah. Um, People always flabbergasted how I know so much <laughs> about the internal workings of a car. I just do. Um, so, so it was operated by a relay switch. Now it's operated by a silicon chip. Yeah. So, you know, and I mean, on a silicon chip is effectively a relay. There's a, it's a switch. Yeah. But it's just so minute. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it's operated by a silicon chip. But 40%, I said 200,000. No, it's, it's more than that. It's about 410,000 uh, rand. That's just i mean that's a huge amount i understand you know, you do have the important inner workings of the car such as headlights and stuff no but everything so i but mean that even is too much no I, I don't think so um i don't i don't think so um you know windscreen wipers windscreen <laughs> wipers were operated by a relay switch yeah um you know and uh and now it's silicon and software uh, so 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 that's indicators uh headlights um uh windscreen wipers yeah um, what else can you think of? That I mean, the whole car is a computer, ultimately, right? So that's even in so the ICE vehicles sense. today. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing that is that is really mechanical now is the engine and the gearbox. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, even the even the injecting fuel into the cylinder, mm-hmm. right? Um, that injector is controlled by a silicon chip, whereas twenty, thirty years ago, it was a carburetor, mechanical. Mm-hmm. I recently had to change my the carburetor on my generator. And um, I was wa- watching how that works as the guy was changing it, and I mean it still works. But I did have to replace it, but it still works. Uh, the carburetors. No, carburetors work well. It's, yeah. it's inefficient, but it works well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it causes more fuel consumption than than is needed. Whereas a injector can spray fuel that spray the exact amount of fuel required, mm-hmm. depending on the advancement of the timing of the vehicle, because because. There's a different amount of fuel that's needed as the um, as the uh, vehicle's engine revs up, mm. and as the timing changes, mm-hmm. there's a different amount of fuel that used to be controlled mechanically. mechanically yeah, and now it's um, time specific to how much is like required. Yes, based on yeah. based on the engine's internal combustion. Yeah. So so that's another silicon chip, the injectors. 
Um, so I think what you're saying is gearboxes. Let's talk yeah. about gearboxes for a second. Yeah. Historically, you manually changed gears, right? So the gearing ratio essentially is now well, not the gearing ratio, but but just which gear was selected yeah. when at what revs. Yeah, you yeah. did it as a human being. You yeah. were the silicon that did it. Yeah. Uh, now it has to be controlled by a silicon chip for efficiency. The, all those gears that move inside that uh, gearbox. Yeah. Uh, the clutch. Yeah. The clutch is controlled by a silicon chip. I think my argument is not that... Um, so I don't think it's too much. It's just where we are. Well, it did definitely. Look, it's made, it's made cars more efficient. It's, 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 save, it's cost-saving in some aspects. No, it's not. However, it's, it's the techno- as the technology grows, it becomes more expensive, but the car becomes more efficient. 100%. But I think that some manufacturers are now taking it too far where they're adding things in the car. And like as what? a result... Just these features that are, are being added into cars. Safety features, for instance, have increased tremendously in cars, yet fatalities are still on the rise, right? Well, that's because people are, you know, so you, you, you can't blame that on, on the lack of, imagine what those fatalities would be without it, without those features, because what has been, what has been introduced into a car? A bloody phone. Mm. Mm. People and they're texting and looking at their phones. So that's what I mean. I think I don't think the the the, the goal of the OEMs is to is the opposite. I think it's to make cars safer. It is to make cars. It has safer. made cars safer. But people, as a result, are not as good drivers as they were before. Yes, that's true. That's less true. focused, yeah. less distracted. I don't I mean, well, More distracted. Sorry. As a result of all these things, I mean, I don't know if you've been in the new BMWs right now, but that infotainment is not an infotainment system. It's an entertainment system. Uh, um, uh. Well, adaptive cruise control. It makes you lazy. It, it makes does. you extremely lazy. But, but it doesn't mean it mustn't be there because it's getting us to autonomous driving, so, which will be much safer. So there's, there's this crossover, essentially, that you're saying between this point where we're getting, I guess, dumber as drivers or worse, becoming worse drivers and cars are becoming to a point where we don't actually have to interact with them for us to get. I agree with Elon Musk. Uh, you know, human beings shouldn't be driving cars. Yeah. Um, we, we are the problem in the car. Yeah, if you're get your goal is, is to get from A to B, hundred percent. But you know, there's other people in the world who. You know, so 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 that. let me put it to you this way: um, uh, in nineteen, uh, when when was uh, when was the the first uh, moon landing? Ah, uh, I should know the sixty nine. Yeah, it was the end of the sixties. It was before the end of the decade. Yeah, twentieth July sixty nine. Mm. That was the first moon landing. Okay. Yeah. Um, that shuttle. Had less technology than your your phone. Yes, had less technology than your phone, but it had to be manually flown in some instances. Mm-hmm. Okay, it had it had electronics to fly, but and we landed. There had to be a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there had to be a pilot and people controlling the the shuttle. Yeah, look at SpaceX's Falcon Nine. Now they took uh, Doug Hurley and the the crowd to the space station. Yeah, I mean you barely do anything, and they, it's landing itself. They did nothing, and yeah. it's landing itself. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. So what's the human in that scenario, what's the human even there for then? I guess redundancy. Well, they're there to do the experiments in space, right? They they're not They're there, there to, to do the things drive, that yeah. computers can't do. Yeah. Um, you know, which is which is essentially you know, make some decisions that are not that can't be planned for. Okay, let me give you another scenario then. If I told you that the next car that you were to buy I could remove a lot of the semiconductors required for some of these gimmicks like ambient lighting and no, ambient all these, lighting, all these extra things. Yeah. Would you not prefer that versus having to pay that 
giant premium because the reason I'm, I'm kind of you're telling me ambient a, lighting is take a hundred grand off of God. I don't think so. Hundred percent. But I'm leading to a point where we're getting to a point now where OEMs are considering doing subscription based cars. So you, everyone has the same variance. So there's no variance. Everyone has the same car, and then you choose what sort of um, features features you want, and it's all subscription based. Yeah. So how that works is the cost of manufacturing the car mm-hmm. will be the same. Because exactly. every car has to have all the features. Exactly. Right? Every single car is, is, is fitted with it's everything. fitted with everything. Yeah. Whether that feature is switched on or not is up to the subscriber. Yeah. That's the future of subscription of cars. But the the cars will be more expensive then. In terms of a base model, it's going to be a base model. It's going to be more expensive than. There won't the be car a base model. There will be base. a car, and then you will choose whether you want the base features or not. I think the point of entry, though, in terms of price, is going to be a lot higher as a result. Of course, of that. it will be. Yeah, you'll have a you'll have a base price with no features. Yeah. Okay. They will cost that. The OEMs will cost that into their overall model. They will they will say, okay, a certain segment of consumers because they've been selling cars to consumers for a hundred years, yeah. right? A certain segment of consumers will take all the features. A certain segment of consumers will take these features. A certain segment of consumers will stick with the base model. Right? So is there a premium for the guys who want? The full nine to cover the guys who essentially just want a normal yes. Uber so car. This exact same scenario, I would imagine, as um, uh, as let's say um, health insurance. Mm. Okay, young people subsidize old people. Mm. It's a fact, mm. and I'm okay with it because yeah. I'm going to get older one day. So yeah. are you? So so the young people who are not using the medical aids insurance subsidizing those that are which are older yeah and then you get the outliers where young people get sick and get uh, accidents or whatever the case may be but those i don't think those are far the, less than the main yeah um so the same thing here you'll okay. get a base model that 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 probably makes the oem very little money mm-hmm. okay but it's the entry point and the guys that subsidize those base model buyers will be the ones that take the features I think in some regions this will work in a scenario. I think BMW tried, for instance, they cancelled this idea of subscriptions just because you know those kind of hoo-ha around the world. But in a scenario where there's snow, for instance, and you need you know a feature that'll clear the windscreen, then you can turn it on and off. Well, you can then subscribe to it. Which makes sense. Exactly. Like on your phone, you know, where you want to subscribe to something for a week. Exactly. You can do it immediately, and then you know over the air they can switch the feature on. 100%. 100%. But in South Africa, a subscription-based sort of car or variant, I don't know if it'll work. Why? I don't know if it'll work. Because our driving um, behavior doesn't really change much throughout the year. Um, it's well, kind of the it, same. It, I, I suppose the one place that it will change is uh, day-to-day driving versus going on holiday. Mm. You yeah. know, you might want a particular feature when you – like, for instance – um, you might be doing a lot of town driving. You don't need autonomous, um, you know, highway driving. Yeah. So you switch it off, right? You go to Durban or Cape Town with your car. Now you don't really want to steer that route. So you turn on cruise control and um, and autonomous steering. I'm not sure I want to pay for, for that, in, you know, in terms of, of the do. capital investments when I'm actually buying the car for the first time. I'm not too sure it's worth that additional money to have the option I'd rather have no, but you won't be paying for the version. option. You'll be paying for the car, and then you'll switch on the option. That's when you'll pay for it. Yeah, but someone has to pay for it, and you're paying for it in the increased price of having those features there in the first place. 
Yes, of course. Yeah. But that's the way the world's going. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think Volkswagen is one of the few brands which are kind of speeding up this process of these software dream cars. Um, the cheapest, and, and we'll the cheapest how, how base model is going to be the one that is the same as the next one. That's the cheapest base model. You, if if you're looking for a car that doesn't have that tech built in already, mm. you're actually going to pay more than the base model with all the features. Can you say that again? I need a new process that one. Okay. So on a production line, yes. making a car, mm-hmm. the most efficient, cheapest way to produce a car is when every single one of them are identical. It's for any product. Yes. Okay. So the scale. I mean, it's, that's, called the, it's called economies of scale. Yeah. So, so when that happens and they put all the features in one car, and they can switch it on and off. That's yeah. the cheapest base model you can have. Because now you have economy of scale in terms of making Into, all these additional features because you're doing because you're doing it no matter what. There's, there's no change, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas where you've got a production line that has okay, this car Very goes on this track because kind of, yeah. you know that car has to have these features, and this one goes on. The, now you've yeah. got to st- you start introducing costs to the production line. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So so I don't think sense. your world exists. Yeah. Where well, take I mean, off the features and the cost goes away. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Actually, take off the features and you're paying to take off the features because yeah. someone has to do it. 100%. Some robot has to do it. Let's see what happens. I think, I think it's called Codename Project Trinity. Volkswagen is about to roll this out. Let's see how that goes. What, just remind me what Project Trinity is. So Volkswagen wants to do this software kind of dream car where all the cars are identical and you can turn on the, Lovely. the features on and off. They kind of want to, you know, just kind of streamline this, and you'll be able to subscribe on uh, to, to all the features you want. They're going to be the first to do it at scale. Um, no, no, no. At Tesla's currently Tesla's doing it right now, but I think they're going to be doing it globally at scale. Um, and let's see how that goes before, I, you know, before I make a, a decision personally. Right now, I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence. Mm. I think uh, uh, um, I think I'm right, but let's see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay, moving on. So traffic. Uh how's your commute to work these days? This morning was particularly not great. Yeah. Um I um I try getting here uh between eight thirty and nine. Yeah. And today I battled. Yeah. Because load shedding meant there were traffic lights out. Yep. And I don't know, lately people have been hit with a stupid stick mm-hmm. when driving. Yes. Don't know what's happening. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, as well. So I'm trying to like just chill, calm Take it down. Easy. That's all you can do right now. Have a cup of tea while I'm driving. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know. And uh, uh, if somebody wants to pull in front of me, then pull in front of me. It's fine. I'm always, it's not going to delay me much more. Yeah. Um, but it is getting worse, and I think it's congestion post-pandemic. Yes, it's a big number one. one. And number two, traffic lights out, chaos on the roads as a result. So I, I've been doing a little bit of digging to see what what are the traffic numbers in terms of has traffic in South Africa been actually increasing? Oh, right. let me tell you another thing that's that's if anybody's using this, I don't know. This is just my intuition, right? If anybody's using this, yeah, I think it's a dumb feature. Okay. Okay. And that is uh Waze has this feature yeah. where you can go the non load shedding route. Okay. Okay. So, well, so you like what? Like you, my, myself and my assistant, yeah. We 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 live in the same vicinity, right? Okay. So the other day, I climbed in the car to come to the office. It was Tuesday. Coming to the office, she left at a similar time. She was using the no load shedding. Yes, route. Yeah, and you were using just a. I just used my regular route. Yeah, and the traffic was a breeze. Yeah. Why? Because everybody was using the, the load shedding route. <laughs> 
So I think it's a dumb feature. Yeah. Um, because okay. guess what it's going to do? It's going to force the congestion into the, into a different route and it's going to free up stuff for me. No. So actually, you know what? Carry on using it. I won't. Well, here's it's the thing fun. though. I mean, the, those things, I use ways to, to oh, get to those, I think it's right? the dumbest thing on the planet. And it's, it's constantly updating in terms of reading the traffic. I've never, more than two minutes been out of my, my ETA from when I left. I haven't with Google Maps either. Uh, I think Waze is better. I don't think so. <laughs> so there's a few reasons why I think the traffic's getting worse. Less people working from home. Makes a lot of sense. More people on the roads. Public transports. I was speaking, speaking to um, um, one of the producers and he was kind of flagging that South Africa is one of the worst public transport um, solutions in the world. No, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have public transport. But going back to the maps, even my my Jaguar <laughs> iPaces mapping uh, uh, system is that live though? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I log in. It's got a SIM card. Yeah, yeah. That thing that thing is never wrong, never wrong in terms of ETA. But and it changes the route. Neither is Waze. I'm sticking for. No. I'm sticking to Waze. Waze is Waze is Waze is not great for me. <laughs> Low shedding, which you've, you've uh, which you kind of mentioned. Bad drivers, also another one. I don't know if you've seen, but there's a lot of broken down cars on the roads now. And that's also causing a lot of havoc. And then one that's impacting me, the reason why I'm taking like an hour and a half to get to work now, is they, they've just closed one of the, the main roads near me. And it's it's been about two months now where this road has not been kind of fixed. Well, the potholes are getting worse, I've noticed. Yeah. So, you know, driving an SUV is useful. But, uh, you know, when it was raining for those weeks on end, yeah, um, I was a little bit nervous because the potholes get you covered with water. Anymore. You can't see them. Yeah. Um, but potholes are getting worse. Um, residents are taking the, the pothole um, for repair into their own hands. Yeah. But the other thing I want to I want to talk about is um, uh, is the the non the I don't know if you can call it illegal pointsman. Yes, I've seen I, them. I believe now JMPD is starting to remove. I saw an article about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so people might think that these pointsmen are being useful. Yeah, and. And you know maybe they've got a they've got a good heart and they've got good intentions, but it's really dangerous to direct traffic. to direct traffic from four directions. Yeah, um, and uh, you you know the pointsman could effectively cause the collision. Do you think pointsmen aid traffic flow? For sure, if they're doing the job properly. So Outsurance was doing a brilliant job with pointsmen. I think they're yeah. still on the road, but there's just not enough resource with the number of traffic lights out. I did see that uh, specifically in Joburg, Outsurance is now, that contract's been removed. So they're not, not doing that's it why you don't see them as much anymore because that contract's been, has been completely ended. Um, I think now there's just normal, just JMPD guys who are, who are coming in. The other day I drove through an intersection and there were, must have been about 15 JMPD people standing just on the island having a chat. Yeah. All with that gear on. Yeah. Obviously not insurance. It was JMPD. Yeah. The police cars parked on the side of the road. And I'm like thinking to myself, and the traffic light was out and no one was directing the traffic. There are scenarios where I've seen that when there is a pointsman, the traffic is worse. Um, that if that the, if the point, pointsman uh, not being great. I would say that's a training issue. Yeah. You, you should have better traffic flow with pointsmen. Mm. Um, you know, theoretically, the, the pointsman should be able to read the traffic jam. Yeah. And be then, because because if but it, it backs it, it up like when you have a four way stop with multi lanes, also turning lanes, it becomes kind of yeah. But that's a four way stop. So the pointsman's then to create a scenario where it isn't a four way stop. Okay. Okay. So there should be no scenario where 
So, so the, the, the backup is created by that momentary stop of all four sides. Yeah. Okay. So the pointsman, his objective should be to remove that momentary stop. And there's always a side that's flowing. Two sides at least. Or two sides that's flowing. Yeah. So it's that momentary because everybody comes to a stop. Everybody looks around. Who's got to go? Go. go. There's that moment. That is the traffic jam. Yeah, it adds up quite quickly. So I did some digging to see has traffic in South Africa increased. It has. So now in South Africa, there's two cities which have in the top 100 cities of the worst traffic. um, They're on the list. Do you want to take a guess which those two cities are? Well, you tell me. Cape Town and Joburg, which is no surprise to anyone, I think. People say Cape Town is the worst traffic, but whenever I'm there, it's, it's really not that bad. Um, it must be where I am, because Joburg right now is horrendous. Okay, so if we, if we, it's the reason why this is bad, yeah. and I don't know why you haven't experienced it, but I've, I, I grew up in Cape Town yeah, yeah. before my driving days, but I've been to Cape Town for the last 20 years, you know, multiple times a year. And it's always the same thing. The and the reason this happens is because this city bowl, yeah, all the highways converge into the city bowl and they yeah. come to a stop. Hundred percent. So yeah. you doing people, the, everyone on the highway is doing one hundred and twenty k's an hour, and then suddenly it comes to a stop. If you if you look at the highway coming into Cape Town past the harbour, mm-hmm. um, yeah, coming in through yeah. that way past the harbour uh, uh, into into the waterfront area, yeah. right? There's a traffic light at the end of the highway. Yeah. So it's all this traffic just coming in and converging at this one at the, light. At the, into the city bowl. So that's what's causing the traffic. I think it's because I'm always doesn't help going the opposite way because yeah, there's still traffic going out of Cape Town. Yeah, but Cape Town is really bad. How bad is it? So they're currently ranked 43rd in like worst traffic congested cities in the world. That's not um, bad. Who's number one? I don't actually know. That's a good question. Yeah, it's probably no, no, I have no idea. I, I, Mumbai. I yeah. Probably they probably up there, and then Joburg sitting at seventy first, but tenth uh, on the list was actually Valcom. That's in the top ten worst, and it's actually one of the least uh, ranked ones. Pretoria is fourth, um, which I thought was pretty decent, and then PE is third. So you know, it's kind of the the, the four major cities are Kabecha, Kabecha, yeah, that's what it is now. But it's kind of those four major cities which which are the problem um, right now. It's going to get better. Let's see. I think low shedding has a huge. A huge contribution to to how bad the traffic is right now. Yeah, no, that's 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 horrendous. It's, uh, I'll just chill, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before we leave, so something that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on is, do you think modern cars look ugly or are boring right now versus, let's say, the last three decades? No. Um, I mean, cars need to move in a direction where. Uh, aerodynamics. If you're talking about the outside, mm. or you're talking about the inside. Let's talk about just the driving experience as well as the actual. Well, so driving experience is subjective, and so is the look of the car. It's all subjective, right? Yeah. I'd say the look of the car, the, the 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 driving experience is mostly subjective, depending on what your your needs are. But um, the outside of the car, yeah, has to move towards the most aer- least, or should I say, the least. Drag, drag, drag coefficient, yeah. Well, no, the aerodynamic drag, yeah. yeah. It has to have the lowest drag coefficient. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why you're saying it's getting boring because everyone's converging on this most efficient drag coefficient. Yeah. Now, you have to go there with electric cars because um, electric cars are massively impacted by drag. So I've 
and then rolling of, resistance. Two schools of thought in this, and I think one is efficiency in terms of you know drag and making sure that the, I guess that the consumer is not being kind of heated by um, by fuel, and I guess in this in the, with, with regards to electric vehicles. I don't know how to say this, but essentially the bulkier it is, the, the less efficient it will become, yes. ultimately. Um, but at the same time, all the cars now look the same, and that's where my, my biggest concern that's, is. And that's, it's, so so we're, we're moving to a world where your experience in the car is much more important than mm. how it looks on the outside. Yeah. Um, so in, I think inside the car, how the car, the features the car has, yeah. the comfort all those things are going to become more and more important and the outside aesthetics are going to be all the same. You're going to have a commoditized outside look. Yeah. Why Why do you want it to look cool on the outside? Why? Because you're trying to impress who? I think it makes sense for the OEM um, in terms of what they're doing. No, but you sense. as a consumer. But for me as a consumer, I love cars. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from points of bias and I don't think my opinion matters in this. No, of course it does. But, 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 but those people who care that much of the outside look of the car, who are they trying to impress? Trying to feel good. I think it's a cars are have always been a way where you can express yourself. Um, and I think it's becoming it's gone to a point now where everyone looks the same, and that aspect of using your car as a way to as an extension of yourself has com- been completely lost. Um, so it's kind of sad for me to see it, but at the same time, I can understand as a car company why it's moved in that direction. Um, and it's something that I guess, like you're saying, we're gonna have to get used to. But there are companies like BMW. People hate their designs now. I love them. Simply because they are a bit different. Subjective. It's subjective. Yeah. Exactly. When's the first race? First race is the well testing is on is on the twenty fifth of, of Feb, not mistaken, and then the first race is like the fifth of March. Um and I think we're going to Bahrain. So let's have a look. Shortly after this, yeah, this episode is we'll be we'll be racing again. Twenty twenty three schedule. Where what is the twenty twenty three schedule? Two or two three. Formula One, first race. First race, 2023. There are 23 races. Uh, kickoff in Bahrain on the 5th of March. Yeah, 5th March. And finishes up again in Abu Dhabi on the 26th of November with a brand new Las Vegas Grand Prix. But we do lose China this year because of COVID, unfortunately. So, yeah, let's see. Shortly yeah. after this episode, we'll be able to get racing again. That's pretty much all the time we have for today, George. Thank you for joining me. I don't even know how to say go Leclerc, go whoever wins. Yeah, I don't know anymore.